We will now focus uh, on a specific damage uh, known as anxiety uh, through some uh, French example, but uh, also to try to see where it can uh, leave us at the European level, taking into account those uh, cases of law uh, coming mainly from, uh, from France as a start, but also in other European countries. Uh, the particularity of the anxiety uh, damage is of course the, the definition. Uh, at uh, the French level, anxiety, as we know, is a normal reaction to stress. Uh, anxiety disorders differ from normal feelings of nervousness or anxiousness and involve excessive fear or anxiety. So uh, it is not just you know, a loss of enjoyment, uh, to be upset or disappointments, which are generally compensated by courts as part of moral or non-patrimonial damages. It is a specific uh, damage that has to be proved that can be recognized before the court. Uh, we can uh, already uh, say that what will be um, uh, possible for compensation is something that is uh, significant, which means uh, we will have to prove emotional distress or mental anguish linked to a specific situation, such as accidents, for example, plane crash, car accident, uh, physical or psychological uh, assault, uh, also in, in some terrorism cases. But uh, I would say the more frequent situation is to be exposed to a specific risk that leave you with uh, uncertainty about what will happen to yourself. So since 2010, a specific anxiety damage has been raised by individuals in relation to exposure to health hazard, mainly professional exposure to toxic agents such as asbestos or benzene, but also consumer exposure to a risk triggered by consumption or administration of a medicine uh, or uh, medical devices. In France, the start of this recognition of the anxiety uh, damage uh, went through the Abestos cases. As a start, there was uh, some claims uh, about the fact that the exposure uh, and professional exposure to, to Abestos leave uncertainty about the risk to uh, develop some specific uh, disease. And because of that, a specific law has been created to identify uh, the kind of uh, industry that can be automatically uh, relevant uh, to allow uh, former employees or employees to say that because they have worked in those companies listed in the specific law, they have a right to claim for uh, permanent anxiety. And uh, it has uh, led to some decision from the French court on that topic. Uh, at the start, it was absolutely necessary to prove the reality of the anxiety, especially to prove that there were some medical examination uh, that were regular and that create anxiety. But uh, after a few uh, years, uh, the Supreme Court decided that if you are an employee working in a company listed in the specific French law. Uh, you just have to uh, show that you have been exposed and that you have a personal anxiety damage. 
which means you don't have to prove anymore that you have some specific medical examination, which of course allow the, the, the claimants to have a more easy uh, way to prove their damage. Uh, after that, it has been expanded to other professional uh, who uh, worked in some corporation or some industry that were not listed in the law. And the courts say, uh, despite the fact you work in a company that is not listed uh, in, uh, in the law, you can also prove that you have been exposed to asbestos and then uh, you have the right to obtain compensation. And from that, uh, it moved to not any more professional, but only individual that can be uh, in a position to prove that they have been in relation to an exposure to a dangerous substance, whatever. And then uh, the court has uh, defined some criteria to be eligible for compensation. Uh, the first point is need for plaintiff to demonstrate a scientifically proven risk of developing a serious pathology or disease, two, a need for the plaintiff to evidence a personal damage, and three, medical treatment or medical follow-up by plaintiff, uh, which is uh, those three criteria that has been to be followed by the court to go for identification. So the need for plaintiff to demonstrate a scientifically proven risk of developing a serious pathology uh, has uh, been um, some criteria uh, that comes from various French courts, such as uh, Clermont-Ferrand in 2020, uh, Cour d'Appel de Versailles in 2021. And at the end of the day, those criteria shows uh, uh, an obligation for a claimant to uh, be able to prove the reality of the exposure, but also to prove the evidence of a personal damage. For example, uh, in uh, before the Paris court in January 2023, it was a collective action against pharmaceutical company. The court stated that the alleged damage must be personal, which means motivated and quantified in a precise manner for each claimant. This is not the case since the claimants proceed by way of global assessments claim lump sums, sometimes similar or even identical for many of them, even though it results from their briefs that they are not in an identical situation. This method does not comply with case law, which requires that compensation claim be individualized. That's quite an important situation that reminds the main criteria to be used. There is also consideration of medical treatment or medical follow-up by plaintiff. And uh, here again, some uh, local decision in France clearly stated that some uh, claim are not sufficiently uh, proved to characterize the alleged prejudice of anxiety. They need notably to show that they have, for example, psychotherapeutic therapeutic treatment or at least some frequent uh, meeting with uh, their physician. Anxiety damage uh, alleged by patient after exposure to, to medicine and health products in some mass tort claim initiated by, by plaintiff in relation to product liability. Uh, it appears that there is some difficulty for the judges. The first point is the number of plaintiff 
that makes it difficult for courts to order a court-appointed independent assessment of each plaintiff. So uh, some courts can be tempted to grant a lump sum compensation for uh, all plaintiffs, uh, despite the fact the damage shall be personal and personally assessed on a case-by-case -case basis. This difficulty is a real one, and uh, we've seen in France some courts unable to go through the detail of each individual situation and moving to a kind of lump sum assessment, uh, which has been the case, for example, uh, relating to the, the, the breast implant case PIP. Uh, and uh, this has led to some discrepancy between the position of the Supreme Court and some lower courts that uh, clearly move from a detailed analysis of each case to something that is more uh, a lump sum. Uh, we also uh, had this kind of decision at the first instance level in some criminal case court regarding some pharmaceutical company because the number of claimants was so high that at the end of the day, the judge moved for a kind of lump sum identification. However, uh, it is not the state uh, of law uh, at the moment in, in France. Uh, the Supreme Court recently uh, in uh, 2022 and 2023 at a lower level before the Paris courts, they uh, really come back on the necessity for any claimant to be able to prove not only the, the causation, but also the fact that they have been personally uh, affected uh, by anxiety, which means at least to uh, produce some documents, medical records, that show the reality. And today we can say that there is a kind of uh, uh, definition of what uh, should be uh, shown by a claimant, which is that the uh, claimant cannot proceed by way of uh, global assessment, such as claim lump sum. Uh, they need to be able to prove that there was an exposure and that this exposure uh, to a risk lead them to the high risk to develop a major disease. Uh, and of course, we will see uh, in the next years how those cases of law will move, taking into account the fact that when you have not too many claimants, it appears that the judge will look carefully at each individual cases and what will be done for major cases with numerous claimants uh, and to see what kind of proof will be requested. What is interesting is to uh, conclude with what's happening on the European, at the European level. The new Product Liability Directive proposal uh, say that there is a proposal for a new Product Liability Directive to replace the existing one uh, to cover what they call medically recognized damage to psychological health. So the damage itself will be admitted at European level. And uh, a broad definition of the moral damage is mentioned uh, with, of course, some uncertain consequence. But the assessment report in Appendix 5 mentioned that discussion of what type of compensable damage should be covered shall take place. And it says there is evidence that new digital technology can have a psychological impact on users 
such as anxiety and loss of sleep, medically diagnosed, medically diagnosed, psychological damage is generally accepted as falling under the concept of personal injury, while just stress or anxiety is not, and this should be clarified in the revision. So uh, we have probably with the commission, the admission of the anxiety damage for compensation, but with a more rigorous demonstration of the reality of uh, the damage and of therapeutic treatment. So we'll see, of course, how it will uh, move in the, in the future. That's what I could say about the specific anxiety damage uh, under French law and also with this prospective European evolution.